0: clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gas Show. I pray it blesses you.
1: Good morning, my friend. Hope you're doing well. It is a beautiful morning here on the river. It's about six o'clock in the morning. Um, going to be a great day. We had a busy week. Uh, as I told you yesterday, we had just a compressed kind of tight week with extra surgeries and lots of clinic patients and lots of stuff going on. And yesterday at the house, there was tons of activity and workers and deliveries and all kinds of things. And we just had, we just had a busy week. So we're looking forward to a little bit of a Sabbath today. Uh, I'm going to kick back a bit. Uh, I have something short for you today. Um, I am, as we talked yesterday, if systems keep you sane, this is an important idea, but I'm a very organized person, um, very organized. And that's one of the reasons I love surgery. Like surgery for me is, is a one place that I'm not in total control because there's always things in the human body that you can't completely control, but, but I'm in charge of the cadence and the rhythm. And once the knife is in my hand, then I'm, you know, I'm calling the shots and I'm designing the play. I'm running the plays that I design myself and I'm, and I'm pushing through the case with a team and. And it's the one place in my life where I'm I'm, I'm pretty much, I know what's going to happen and I'm able to control the outcome for the most part. The rest of life, not so much, right? You, you don't have that much control in the rest of your life. And It might surprise you that neurosurgeons are fairly organized and fairly control-oriented people. In fact, I wrote a whole book about that, No Place to Hide, um, really was my um, Iraq War memoir. But it, when you it come down to it, it's about... Learning how to give God the control in your life. Um, if you haven't read No Place to Hide, by the way, uh, it's on Amazon or anywhere you can get uh, books. I did not narrate the audiobook uh, for that one, No Place to Hide, A Brain Surgeon's Long Journey Home from the Iraq War. Um, but it is a valuable read, I think. If you want to see what happens in war, or want to see what the aftermath of it is, and all that, um, those on the side. But the book's available, and the podcast patrons, the patrons of the podcast who support uh, us every month and who's really helped us grow this show. From I don't know, two years ago we were getting you know four or five thousand downloads a month. Now it's coming up on forty thousand. We're going to have a goal of getting to a hundred thousand downloads a month by the time my new my new book comes out next year. Um, and so the patrons of the podcast have been crucial in helping us sort of sort of push that to new heights and add more, fe- add more features and, and all of that. And if you're interested in supporting this work, if you get value from this show, if you find it's helpful to you and you'd like other people to be able to, to benefit from it too and help us grow it and keep it ad-free – then you can consider becoming a patron of the podcast, patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren, patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. And for most of the patrons, they get um, some extra gifts that come along with being a patron of the podcast. One of those gifts is PDF copies of my first two books. The first book I wrote was a small little book called Peak Under the Hood. It's just a little, uh, little book full of some faith stories connected to neurosurgery stories that I've had from earlier in my career that I thought made some good lessons and devotionals and um you'll see how terrible of a writer i was when i first started out <laughs> uh, but it's a little pdf book and i'll give it give you a copy just for being a patron and also a pdf copy of the first draft of no place to hide so the version that was uh, ultimately sold to zondervan you can have that version it's not the um flash book with all the pictures and and uh, everything that you have when you actually purchase the book from uh amazon but it give you a good insight of that book and how it came together and so the patrons of the podcast get those two things as a digital download immediately when they sign up to be patrons so com slash dr lee warren if you think it's valuable and if you're more on the reading side if you just want to read you're not so much uh into all of that um podcasting type stuff, then you can just get the Substack newsletter, drleewarren.substack.com. There's opportunities to participate and help us grow there too as well. And the paid subscribers at at, uh, drleewarren.substack.com, the paid subscribers also get access to all the same things that the patrons of the podcast do. It's just a little more focused on reading. And vice versa, the patrons of the podcast get all the Substack content if they want it as well. But you can choose either of those two ways to become a supporter of the work. And we are grateful for that. And we're amazed at what God has done and how he's grown this show and our newsletter over the last year. And we know it's helping because it's helping me. I do this every day because it's helping me process and plan and, and get through the hard things that this life has to offer. And I just love that we have a community who's come alongside us to help us do that. Well, I started that long-winded little story to tell you that as organized and highly sort of systematized as I am, I made a mistake. Um, I've been uploading the Season 1 content from the podcast over to the Substack app for the paid subscribers because I want to have an archive where in one place you can go get all of the previous episodes, just like you can if you're a, a patron of the podcast on Podbean. All those old episodes are available that are not publicly available. So going back to season one, I've been every day uploading two or three of those episodes as I have time. And it's going to take a while to get, there's four, you know, there's over 500 episodes now. So uh, it's going to take me a little while to get them all out there. But eventually when you subscribe to Substack, you're going to have a trove, just a a pile of content, old episodes, newsletters, thoughts, videos, all kinds of stuff. I'm doing that primarily because I want you to have everything in one place and also because I want my kids and my grandkids someday to say boy pop talked a lot about this or that and i'm going to learn something that pop talked about and i just love the idea that that'll be out there forever and if you want to support that please feel free to do so but it's always free the newsletter and the podcast are always free okay so don't worry about the the financial part of it if you, if you just want to gain value from this community dr click sign up for free you'll get the free weekly newsletter and some free content along the way during the week and And uh, drleewarren.podbean.com is the podcast site, or you can download it from the Podbean app, from Apple, from Spotify, from any of the the podcast players online. There's dozens of them, and and the podcast is available pretty much everywhere, Google, Amazon. So anywhere you want to listen, obviously you found it here. So find your favorite app, get after it, rate and review it, and share it. That's it. Now, I told you I made a mistake here's the mistake I made. As I was uploading those episodes, I realized that somehow there is not a season one, episode 29. It's not there. There's episode 28. There's episode 30. And everyone after that is there. But at least so far, I haven't gone through season two yet. But somehow there's not an episode 29. Give me a little tick in my face when I realized that I don't know what happened. But the numbering got off somehow. And I think it was because there was a bonus episode that we released during COVID. Um, I had a friend who was an infectious disease doctor, and we did kind of a special update episode. And I think I called it bonus episode and just didn't number it as episode 29. But nevertheless, looking back on it, it's a big hole in the counting, and it drives me crazy. So I started thinking about that yesterday as I was doing my work. And just hanging out and dealing with the chaos of the day that we were experiencing. And I thought, you know what I need to do? I need to go back. And I need to give you, my friend, I need to give you what I would say to you in retrospect now if I could look back several years later and tell you what I wish I had said or something that you need to know if it was way back in 2020 when we were on season one of the podcast. What would I say to you now if I could look back into March or so of 2020 and give you some thoughts that would be helpful to you for all the things that were going to come in the next two years for, for us, for example? We didn't know. We were moving from Wyoming in a house we had just built to Nebraska to this crazy, wild, beautiful place with these amazing people to, to build this practice and do this thing. We've been through two years of, of constant working and building and setting things up and making relationships. and it's just It's been hard, but it's been amazing. So we, we built something from the ground up with the help of Ivan and all the folks at the hospital and the board and, and just the great support of this community. We've created a valuable and viable neurosurgery service out of whole cloth from the ground up and we just this week opened the office that was part of that plan from two years ago. It took us two years. We used Lisa's plan from our old office. We used her design skills and Dana Dowler and all the folks at the hospital helped to create this space. That's very reminiscent of our old office in Alabama. It's so efficient. Lisa designed it to be on the top of the game technologically and for the patient flow experience and patient psychology. This office space is calming and healing and designed efficiently. It's just perfect. And we We've done it here and the hospital has been so great. And so it's taken two years, but during all that time, there was so much stress and so much difficulty and so many little barriers we had to overcome. And so what would I say to myself, even if I was going to go back two years ago and say, Hey, here's some things you need to keep in mind when life is hard over the next couple of years, you're going to go through the COVID-19 pandemic, a presidential election that may or may not go the way you want it to all kinds of stress in the country. There's going to be financial stress. It's going to be all kinds of things. So here's some advice from season one that would be helpful to you if you could hear it in real time now so i'm going to give you that today and i'm just going to remind you friend that no matter what's happening you can always find a way to start today hey are you ready to change your life if the answer is yes there's only one rule you have to change your mind first and my friend there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense That place is called Self-Brain Surgery. You can learn it, and it will help
0: you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is, you can start today.
1: Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis.
2: Hi, I'm Tommy Walker, and I've been a worship leader and songwriter for over 30 years. By God's amazing grace, he's allowed me to write some worship songs that have been sung in churches all over the world. In 2015, I started my own nonprofit called Tommy Walker Ministries so I could start giving away all my songs and music and worship resources. Since then, we've had people from over 80 nations download our charts and performance tracks, and we've given away over 100,000 of them now, and we're so blessed and honored to do it. We have a passion to declare the gospel through worship in a powerful way, so we're so careful to fill up our songs and our videos with God's Word. And if you're interested in becoming a partner with us, just visit TommyWalkerMinistries.org and become a one-time or monthly partner. We'd be so grateful. And let me just say God's richest blessings on you all. If you aren't already, become a passionate worshiper of the Most High God. Amen. Thank
1: you, Tommy. Hey, here's the thing. I'm looking back over the last two years of my life, and the whole world's kind of felt like it was on fire at different times, right? There's been some crazy stuff. We've been through a global pandemic and a very contested presidential election and economic disruption and inflation and all kinds of stuff, and it's just been crazy. So – since there's not an episode 29 of season one, that means there's a hole in there where I could actually go back in time as your time-traveling friend and I could slip some advice into your head that if you had held on to this advice and if I would held on to it myself, it would have made it easier for me to process those hard things that are coming along. Now, understand that when I talk about in my new book, Hope is the First Dose, we talk about the massive things that happen, like losing a child, going through a divorce, losing a spouse something like that. But it's also very apparent to anybody who's paying attention in life that everybody goes through some sort of massive thing or many massive thing or a series of irritating things. There's there's hard things in life that come along. If If you don't believe that, you're not paying attention. And so, Pay attention to the fact that even if you don't have that super massive thing, there's still some things that come along and they knock you off your feet a little bit or they they derail you or stress you or add some trouble. And you just need to have a strategy, which I call a treatment plan. You need to have a strategy for what to do when life isn't planned the way you think it ought to play out.
0: clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gas Show. I pray it blesses you.
1: So if I could go back in time and give you season one, episode 29, and just give you some advice, I would give you a little mental first aid kit. And it would consist of five things. Here's, here's five things. Quick little bullets. And like a first aid kit that you keep in your glove box or in the garage or in your kitchen drawer for when your kids scrape their knees. You need to have a quick, easily accessible little first aid kit. And here's five things for you. Number one, relentlessly. My friend, my dear friend, listen to me. Look in my eyes, as my dad would say. Relentlessly refuse to participate in your own Demise. Okay? Find the things that you continue to trip up over. Is it drinking? Is it shopping? Is it is it sending an angry text message that you have to go unwind later? Is it not having a good system in place for making sure you get out the door in an efficient way? Whatever it is that trips you up over and over, relentlessly refuse. Draw a line in the sand and say, this far and no further. I'm going to change that thing. I'm going to stop shooting myself in the foot. Put warning labels on certain parts of your life. You know, We bought an auger the other day for the tractor a few months ago because we need to plant some trees around this place and you can put an auger on the back of your tractor and you can dig holes really efficiently. But guess what? The auger is super dangerous. My dad, I sent him a picture of it and he sent me a text message back and he said, hey, my friend got his arm ripped off and bled to death and died because he touched the shaft of that auger while it was spinning and it grabbed his coat sleeve and pulled him in. And there's a big warning label right there on the auger that shows that it shows a little cartoon of a man getting his arm ripped off because he got too close to the auger while it was spinning you need to have some warning labels on your life friend there's some places and some things that you know by your own experience keep sucking you in and ripping your arm off and bleeding you out or keep causing you trouble or stress or getting you in trouble at work or causing you trouble with your relationships or overspending or drinking too much or eating too many Cheetos or whatever it is. Put some warning labels on your life. Find some systems to help you relentlessly refuse to participate in your own demise. Number two, remember and commit to these two truths. Friend, the next two years that are coming, I don't know what they're going to entail, but there's going to be some days when you need to remember this, okay? It might be today. Remember these two things and commit to these two truths and it will make a huge impact. Here they are. Not every thought that you think is true, and feelings are not facts. We covered that ground a couple of days ago. I'm not going to go back into it right now. But not everything that pops into your head is true. It's just not. You're wired for negativity. You're you're wired for self-defense and negativity, and the thoughts that you automatically have programmed in your head are generally negative, and they're usually not true. When it comes to how other people are thinking or behaving around us, we have a tendency to think negatively, and it's usually not true. And feelings, my friend, are not facts. Just because you feel like nobody loves you, just because you feel like you're going to have a bad day, just because you feel sad doesn't mean that you have to have a sad day. It just doesn't. You can change those feelings reliably with self-brain surgery. We've covered that ground a lot lately. I'm just reminding you, in your, self, in your first aid kit, make a little note card that says, not every thought I will think today is true, and every feeling I have today won't necessarily be a fact. That is good advice, my friend. Three, prehab your life. Since you know hard times are going to come, do some prehab. Put some good words in there, some good podcasts, some good Bible reading, some good scriptures, some good books, some good ideas cultivated from reading and choosing good music and good TV shows and good things to put in your head that are not harmful to your thought process. Find some friends who aren't constantly negative. Find some. Find a church where the word is preached strongly Put some stuff in your head and your heart and your brain and talk kindly to yourself because your brain is always listening. That's prehab. That'll help you when the pressure's on. Number four, love tomorrow more than you hate whatever you're feeling today. Think about that for a second. Love tomorrow more. If you're having a terrible day and you just want to go home and put your feet up and drink a glass of wine and turn your brain off with 12 episodes of L- Walker, Texas Ranger. Or what I don't know where that came from. I haven't seen that show in 20 years. It, love tomorrow more. Decide. Ask your wife to go for a walk. Ask your kids to go play Legos for a few minutes instead of doing that thing. And tomorrow you'll wake up and you said, man, I'm sure glad I did this and not that. There's a thing Lisa and I call the tomorrow tax. It's when you when you do something tonight that you have to pay for tomorrow, when you get mad and you fire off that text message or you open up that bottle or you turn on that television or you get on Amazon and do that thing and you're trying to just numb your brain by diverting it to give yourself a surrogate, and I've told you before, surrogates are for suckers then tomorrow you're cleaning up the mess you've made of a relationship or of a financial situation or you're canceling something you ordered while you weren't thinking clearly. You're having to clean it up, and we call that the tomorrow tax. That's, that's paying for something tomorrow that you shouldn't have done yesterday or shouldn't have said or shouldn't have thought about or shouldn't have spent time on. Don't pay the tomorrow tax. Tomorrow tax is for losers and suckers. It's not for us. We're not for good self-brain surgeons like us. Love tomorrow more than you hate what you're feeling today. Number five, friend, stop being offended all the time. The secret to not being offended all the time. And remember, if you haven't read John Bevere's book, The Bait of Satan, that's a book about the problem of being easily offended. Being easily offended keeps you in a self um indulgent circle of thinking of all the ways that you are the victim in whatever situation is happening. Nobody ever does this. Everything's always so hard. They always overlook me. Nobody pays attention to me. Nobody does what I say. I don't have any power. I don't have any friends. My life used to be so much better. That guy shouldn't have said that. How dare she say that to me? Oh, my word. No, you're not going to get away with that. Those kinds of thoughts fill up your head and your heart. And before you know it, the whole world is... In some way, hurting you, and you alone are the victim on top of this horrible pedestal of of bad treatment. Right? You you know what I'm talking about. When you let yourself go down that rabbit hole of being offended, you can't think about anything but yourself and what other people are doing to you and how bad you have it. But the truth is, most of the time, all those things that you're thinking aren't even true, are not even accurate. And even if they are, the way to get better with them is not to wallow in it, but to take some sort of action. And the truth is that the way to get out of the offense trap is to focus on gratitude, to create some new gratitude synapses. There's a new operation I'm gonna teach you soon called the gratitude graft. It's how you how you plant transplant gratitude into offense and get rid of the trap of being easily offended and replace it with the benefit of being having gratitude grafted into your life. Go find five things that you can be grateful for and force yourself to think about them for five or six minutes instead of the thing you're offended by and you'll find all of a sudden your brain chemistry feels better. You're more grateful. And then guess what happens? The things you're offended by, they don't just magically go away. But when you're you're grateful, you find yourself thinking more creatively about how to solve those problems. You find yourself giving those people a little bit more of a benefit of the doubt and you start remembering, hey, you know what? Yeah, that's not a great thing that he did to me, but I did the same thing to him last week. And I had reasons for it and I justified it and I made it okay. And he probably felt just as offended as I did. Or, you know, I've done that to somebody before, so I can see how that could happen. Or, or when I did it, I wasn't actually trying to hurt them. I was trying to accomplish a mission. You, you can start thinking more clearly about what's happening instead of just offensive, offensive, offensive circle of doom leading you down into the abyss, right? Gratitude is the answer. The gratitude graft is the operation, and that will help you to stop being offended all the time. Those are five things in your first aid kit you need to have. If I could go back and give you season one, episode 29, I would also give you two Bible verses, Psalm 1914, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So there's two things here. We want the words that we speak to be pleasing to God, and we want the things that we think about, the thoughts that we think. We want to take them captive, spin them around, look at them carefully, biopsy them, take action on them when appropriate, modify and edit them if they are lying to us, and let them be part of our worship, is to have the thoughts and the meditations of our inner hearts and our minds be pleasing to God. If you can do that, friend, you will have a better life than you've had before. If you can make your words come under your control and make your thoughts come under control, you will be a lot happier, I promise. The second verse, Proverbs seventeen twenty seven in the Passion Translation, can you bridle your tongue when your heart is under pressure? That's how you show that your wise and understanding heart keeps you cool, calm, and collected no matter what you're facing. Can you bridle your heart? We're going to gonna change that a little bit. Can you bridle your brain? When things feel hard, can you get yourself under control so that you can respond and not react out of your, your deep limbic system? Can you learn how to respond with those big, beautiful frontal lobes to help you make better decisions, to help you think more clearly, to help you make better responses to the things that come along in life? Can you bridle your brain? When your heart's under pressure, that's how you show that you're wise. That's what self-brain surgery is all about, friend. Learning how to bridle your brain and get it under your own control. It will produce more happiness. It will produce better relationships. It will produce better decisions. And you'll have better days, I promise, if you learn how to bridle your brain. Those are two scriptures I'd give you, Psalm 1914 and Psalm 1727. Tuck those in your first aid kit, friend. Here's the thing I've been kind of toying with my newsletter, like the little format. I did it a couple of years ago, and it seemed to be pretty popular, and I don't know why I stopped, but I'm kind of trying to get my newsletter to where it's a little bit more just jam-packed with some good things to think about and not so much storytelling. I'm going to save the stories for maybe monthly or something like that, but I want my newsletter to be a little bit more... Um, chunks of information you can rapidly digest so i've been playing with this idea of of kind of a six point newsletter something i'm pondering just something that i'm dealing with or going through something quick a neuroscience nugget some little fact about how your brain works and how it applies to your life a faith fact something from scripture or something related to faith and doubt and hope and all those things a book recommendation that will help you Maybe a song that I'm singing that's helpful to give you a suggestion. And then the takeaway, like a little summation of how all those things tie together into one little palatable unit, a pill you can take to help you get through your weakest prescription for how you can change your mind and change your life. So check that out, com. The newsletter every Sunday is going to start looking a little bit more like that for a while. And if you seem to like it, then I'll keep doing it. Okay. And then we're going to finish every newsletter like we always have with ways that you can start today. And why I always say you should start today is because life doesn't always give you another chance. Life doesn't always present you with an opportunity to have a do-over or a mulligan. And so when you know something's got to go, something's got to change, something's got to start, you got to get after it because you're not guaranteed an endless amount of time. There's an expiration date. And so you can't mess around and wait anymore. you got to get after it. So that's why we always say you start today. And here's the core values, friend. If I could give you five core values of the start today lifestyle, of the self-brain surgery lifestyle. Here they are. Past losses can teach us, but they can't define us. So whatever's happened in your past, you refuse to let it be the label that you wear today. You can learn from it. You can mine it. You can go back and make it better if you need to, but it can't define you. Number two, massive change requires massive action. If you know you got to change it, you better get after it. Number three, if you want to feel better, do better. The way to feel better is to take some kind of positive action. Number four, peace is achievable in spite of your circumstances. If you can divorce your peace of mind from the circumstances that you're living, no matter what, marry the idea that you get to decide how you feel, then you'll be happier, friend. And the time to start is today. You start today. You can't change yesterday. You can't control tomorrow. But the good news is, You can start today. I hope this has been helpful. This is going back in time and giving you something because who knows what the next two years is going to look like. Just remember, my friend, you can always start today. Hey, thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren podcast is listener supported. Check out patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. That's patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren patrons and partners get free books, transcripts, special patron only episodes and more. And partners like you allow us to stay ad free and keep growing. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, Substack. Drleewarren.substack. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together My friend, in case you're still working out or driving, you want just a couple more minutes of something positive. Here's Lauren Daigle's song, Hold On To Me. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
3: When the best of me is barely breathing When I'm not somebody I believe in Hold on When I miss the light, the night is stolen When I'm slamming all the doors you've opened Hold on to me Hold on to me Hold on to me me.